0: Maybe that's a part of um, female hesitancy towards sex is that women to differing degrees are, whether they want to or not, inadvertently sort of receiving the male partner's soul in some way. And do Mm -hmm. I want that
1: particular soul penetrating me? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because you're not really going to be able to meet someone and be naked with someone else unless you're naked with yourself. The Big Hormone Enneagram.
2: Hi, I'm John Lukovic, uh, sexual self president with of Four five eight Trifix.
0: Hi, I'm David Gray, Self-Pres Sexual 9 with 1974
1: Trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an eight wing seven. Sexual self-pres with eight five four five-four fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I
3: am a Self Press Social 3, Wing 4, with a 369 trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review.
1: We realized, at least I realized, that the way that men self-objectivize in terms of, oh, I got to have the biggest dick, I got to fuck the longest, and she's got to have five orgasms, you know, that kind of thing is probably not how most women experience sexuality and has really made me think like oh shit we've been getting this this whole thing wrong in terms of like what we believe our impact is sexually and what we have to bring to the table
3: uh yeah if you guys could spread that message that would be just
1: <laughs>
3: golden
2: <laughs> welcome to big hormone Enigram. we did not Release an episode last week because what we ended up recording ended up being way too personal and uh, intimate and and deep for public consumption. So too hot, too hot, too hot, too hot for <laughs> podcasting. So w- wouldn't you all like to hear it <laughs> for a special price? You can yeah.
1: get backdoor access
3: for our largest Patreon donations. Mm-hmm.
2: The price is your forever.
1: <laughs>
3: your soul
2: your soul <laughs> so we are coming back we are trying to talk about the same thing on less personal terms digest what we've been learning and and coming upon and uh so very roughly we were just talking about like what real sex real intimate sex is what goes into that what are our biases around it what have we been learning about attraction chemistry our personalities attempts to control those things versus what are the real ingredients and elements that lead to intimacy and chemistry. How's that different in men and women uh, and all this kind of shit. So we are back at it.
1: Yeah. And then this sparked, you know, some of our own recent personal experiences are, you know, is what sparked this conversation. And uh, even though we're going to leave that out, uh, that's what brought us here. And I hopefully this conversation can be a ongoing thing because there's a lot to unpack from this.
2: Yeah, like it wasn't just to indulge our personal shit. It's it's really feels like we're having revelations uh about sexuality and intimacy and heartfeltness that we thought if we they would be useful to people. That wouldn't just be our own thing, you know, self-involvement that would actually have some genuine use and interest to other people. So, uh where should we begin? Um what is the best way
1: to start this topic? Uh, without getting too personal. <laughs> um, okay. Let me, I, I can, I can be the anchor. Cause I think it's, we've, I've already discussed my own issues on here, so it's okay. Um, so, you know, y'all know that I've been, I've been racking my brain about like, sort of like, what the hell's wrong with me in terms of my, my dating and sexual experiences, trying to explain why, you know, what's wrong with what I'm doing with dating and why it doesn't seem that I can't get into relationship. And so I've talked about that before. Uh, and the reason for that is because I've just had mysterious events take place with um, part, past partners where it seemed like things were going well, uh, but people mysteriously disappear or they feel overwhelmed. And the last, the last um, attraction that I got involved in, you know, it was going really well. John was there when I met this person and it was very strong chemistry, but they bailed uh, on it, saying that it was too much. And it wasn't because I was doing anything in particular or saying anything in particular. That was like, you know, there's sort of, so there's a certain quality about me that beyond even my own type or anything that I'm doing that is too much. And I don't know, I couldn't figure out what it is. And so recently I was able to have a revelation that. What was experienced as too much is the fact that I'm actually showing up. And what I mean by that is that I'm actually energetically getting into who I'm attracted to in a penetrating, intimate way. And although people want this, I think most people uh, would say that they want that kind of intimacy, but most people aren't ready for the vulnerability and the unknown factor of whatever is on the other side, not knowing what's on the other side that comes with that. So I would have these mysterious events where people would be really into me and the chemistry would be strong and then they'd bail and they'd come back and they'd bail again and that cycle would continue itself and I was just left there thinking I guess something's wrong with me and I'm not supposed to end up with anybody but recently I was able to end up in a really strong chemistry strong relationship where you know my partner is articulating to me that this is this is what's going on. And this is, this is why, you know, why our chemistry is so transformative. And so for not for the first time in like a decade, I finally understand what, like, I guess what real chemistry looks like, like in terms of a penetrating chemistry and that there's nothing wrong with me. It's just most people aren't actually showing up in their um, romantic relationships. And I guess the orientation to not just in inner work, but sexually and romantically is also a thing. Um, And so that just completely changes my whole view on what sexuality is. Cause I've been judging myself as I'm not fucking well enough or, you know, she's not coming hard enough or, and but orgasms are happening and I couldn't figure out why they were running the other way. Uh, So this is like, well, what does this say about men? What does this say about the way I was viewing sexuality? I need to, you know, rethink what I believe sexuality is because I completely whiffed on this whole energetic piece that, um, I believe probably most women are sensing innately. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but uh, Nancy, I want to hear what you have to say on that, if that's legit or not.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I have done that to men where I've like gotten into it and then I just totally ghost them. Mm-hmm. um i've actually done that mid-sex i just literally got dressed and walked away
2: <laughs> damn wow
3: <laughs> i uh i don't regret it either um
1: but it was that bad
3: no it's not that it was that bad it had oh you see there are,
1: i go again making it yeah, about the, it the dick performance <laughs> nothing yep. to
3: do with the dick performance honestly <laughs> it has everything to do with their energy and I used to be, like, I used to be not very good at judging the en- en- um, energy until we got naked. Mm. Uh, and then I got, you know, as I grew, as a human, <laughs> um, and kind of unpacked my trauma around it, I got better at reading actual energies.
1: Can you pause on that and say mm-hmm. more about what are you, uh, what's your experience in terms of reading energies? Like, how are you doing that? Like, what are you picking up on?
3: Um, gut reactions
0: okay
1: so
3: if something in my body is happening p- tuning into that so mm-hmm. there you know i will have anxiety on the you know no matter who you are typically so that's not really something to cue into um but like you know i'll have certain feelings like in my stomach or i'll get like a weird fucking face twitch like <laughs> like i have to pay attention to my body if there's something in my body saying, nope, then I know it pretty early now, but I didn't mm. used to back then. I just mm. thought it was my anxiety. Um, so I wasn't able to differentiate that, but now I am. Um, does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that's amazing. Yeah.
3: In the times where I've either had sex or <laughs> the time where I walked out mid-sex um, and like I either dissociated or left or was like, Nope. <laughs> It's because I realized that their energy was dark or threatening or just not something that I wanted in or around me. Uh And that, that when I'm like actually mid coitus with someone and I can feel that energy, it's usually like right in my stomach and it feels, um, and I immediately like shut down. And so it's probably like fucking a corpse would is probably what happens um and like I don't know if men notice I've never been told that they notice I don't like you know so I couldn't speak to their experience but yeah it's it's very much like a almost a trauma response it's like a okay bye I don't exist (laughs) (laughs) and I go somewhere else until they're done and I remember so many times in my life going wow I really wish you would finish already."
1: oh wow
3: just like come on come on
1: i don't think any guy's talking about this i don't think any guy would uh talk about experiencing sexual partners this way
3: yeah like and i don't think like you know it has much to do with their their dick or how they do it Mm -hmm. it has everything to do with like How they, you know, do foreplay, how they treat me mid-sex, how they are talking to me, their energy, just everything. Because, like, there's just a lot of men that I've slept with that have, like, very much a, I don't know if you wouldn't murder me vibe. Hmm. And I don't know if that's really, like, a murder vibe or just me picking up that my energy doesn't fit with their energy. I haven't been able to kind of.
0: That your soul is threatened because you're receiving them at a soul level,
3: right? Yeah, and that's probably more accurate of what it is.
2: This is incredible so. to me. <laughs> this but, is but, so yeah, incredible. Wait, wait, tell me what your reactions and impressions are, Emeka. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, I think on on a level, I i can innately relate to taking people in, like their energy, like. Uh, on an attraction level, but I attributed something like that to, I don't know, just being a sexual type or something like that. and And I was getting these weird reactions, and I was just thinking it had to do with the act itself, not not to do with the energy exchange because it's like a lot of times I didn't do anything. I was picked, you know, I was pursued <laughs> by someone, and we had sex. And I guess through the act of the intimacy that we were having, that the exchange created something that was significant in, in a way that it's like, this was an experience that she either wanted or she didn't want to have again or she felt overwhelmed by and I couldn't put my finger on what was going on. And it's like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but now I'm just sitting here and blown away that this is, this is something about the energy exchange that's going on and you, you can't when if somebody asked you about that you wouldn't be able to say anything about that like what could you say oh that like you it's,
3: it's wrong
1: <laughs> that you got into me and maybe i don't want you to get into me like that or I'm, I'm not feeling this energy that i got from you
2: it could be a number of things but it's on an energetic level which is very non-verbal. Yeah, yeah. non-verbal yeah well and also we just like have such shitty distinctions in our culture around sexuality so it's mm-hmm. just like oh it's it's right or it's not right or it's like safe yep. or it's not safe and uh so first one thing i want to uh reinforce for the listener is that i have been there when women have chosen Emeka, and <laughs> you know like you might they like,
3: aggressively choose they Emeka. aggressively choose Emeka. yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no question
2: there's no question that emica is radiating like attractive energy that ladies like it is uh hilarious and insane you know 100 yeah. uh, so you know emica's uh revelations around this like i think are really brave and mm-hmm. like i don't want anybody to get the impression that uh he's I don't know doing something wrong like
3: like yeah like everything's consensual yeah
2: yeah and best they're choosing best
3: (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's very much like a body like oh okay yes
2: him him (laughs) him I've seen it multiple times and it's it's you know beautiful to watch but um yeah like so one of the things that has been like I am I do that NPL, the non-player lifestyle.
3: Uh, (laughs) 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 Which is ironic because out of all the people, I feel like I would have expected player lifestyle out of you. Oh, really? (laughs) Before I knew you, yeah.
2: Really? Well, yeah, yeah, I get that a lot, actually. Yeah, I don't know why. (laughs) I'm a long-term monogamy fella. Uh, (laughs) So cute. (laughs) But uh, I don't know. So there's a couple things coming to me. Like, for one, I have my own... Big fears around or insecurities around my attractiveness and attractiveness level because like I don't really feel chosen, you know. Like I don't get the uh, honing target thing that Emeka gets, you know. Um, (laughs) And so I often do think like like I have this self image of being a Nosferatu, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Even though that has no bearing on reality whatsoever. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. just this like like lecherous vampiric look like like Rat Boy. No, nope. um, nope.
3: <laughs> extremely inaccurate. I,
2: I, and I think maybe like my that that self attitude has contributed to maybe like some of the ways I felt overlooked or things like that. But, um, you know, one of the things that I like that, that sort of parallel with with Emeka is, uh, you know, I have also a lot of neurotic energy around sexuality and my sexual attractiveness. You know, like I am a real giver and pleaser. And uh, you know, that I like, you know, I take myself to be very present during sex because it's like it's a very, very central part of everything for me. Um, and what what I think that Emeka and I've been learning from different points of view is that it, it is, I guess, like what, what Emeka often calls soul level attraction and how much it's out of the hands of the personality to manage. And Emika used the term self-objectification. Um, how much as men, at least you and I, I can't speak to all men, but objectify ourselves as like fuck machines, as big dicks, as, uh, you know, being able to go several rounds and, you know, like how many orgasms were achieved and stuff like this. And uh, you know, like, like, I you know, watching videos for like, all right, where's the G spot? Where's the A spot? Where's the you know, like, <laughs> like, 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 learning like, the mechanics of sex, learning the mechanics, but the right angles, yeah,
1: but, that's but,
3: different for every woman,
1: yes, it, it is. is. which you yes. Gotta, yes. Learn. Yeah. gotta learn, yeah, learn which
2: confusing. one it is
3: as a woman, it changes on a minute by minute basis, which is very inconvenient.
2: Anyway, but, go ahead. But one of the things that uh, distinctions that I th- was helpful in our last conversation, and it's been helpful for me is thinking about sexuality in terms of like introverted sexuality and extroverted sexuality. What I mean by that is not necessarily like an extrovert has sex and an introvert has sex. I'm talking (laughs) kind of like in the way that sort of the union cognitive functions are processed in an external way and an internal way Mm -hmm. and how I think our culture is really polarized over these two ways and how people have, you know, different shades of both. And so like to speak, uh, extroverted sexuality would would reference sort of the like the 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 economy of sexual energy that people are all participate in what i mean is like how everybody's kind of not everybody but most people are sort of looking to fuck and they're checking Uh each other out and um they like like especially our generation is like people fuck really easily they they hook up they do all this different stuff and it's very function-based sexuality, and it's very like testing out the mechanic kind of sexuality. And, and that, that view of sexuality is pretty much all our culture generally at large recognizes. And so some people may have a more extroverted sexuality, but they are not um, there's no counterbalance of what an introverted sexuality could be to, to enhance the extroverted sexuality, and vice versa. So like the introverted sexuality, uh, you know, it's sort of like the mystical losing self dimension of sexuality that I, you know, it, it's happening on an introvert or internal level, like the inner transformational aspect of sexuality. Mm. I think a lot of people say they're interested in this or they speak to it, but they don't have a lot of either, uh, they don't know the map, so to speak, to get there or how to identify it or how to bring that level of self to a sexual experience or they have that, but maybe they don't have the map for how to find a compatible partner to experience that level of transformational sexuality with. because I think more than the extroverted point of view, the introverted point of view really does require a lot of interpersonal chemistry and and it's you know it's, it's like it's a, it's a bit more important who your partner is than the extroverted view. Uh, and I think that often our only exposure to the quote unquote introverted sexuality point of view is like the religious attitude to sexuality, which is almost entirely, it's like sexuality is like very mystical. It requires your only like a soulmate or partner or spouse. And it's like having so, it's so unbalanced with an extroverted view that it's like gets rigid and calcified and fearful. And that sex, uh, you know, that sex with other people, like people who aren't your like soulmate, so to speak, is gonna ruin your sexuality. And so, you know, you need a bit of a both. You need a bit of an extroverted point of view and an introverted point of view. If you're too far on the introverted point of view, which I think I have been in my life, uh, it gets this overly mystical kind of thing where, you know, uh, that like, you know, and I think like a lot of my jealousy shows up in this way where it's sort of like, oh, all sexuality has to be this soul level. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're assuming that everyone is having introverted sex.
2: Right. And I've I've realized (laughs) I have been looking... My, my attraction map or radar has been from that viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Like I obviously find bodies and stuff very attractive, but like I'll, I will almost discount chemistry that isn't on like a, like a rip you apart level. And I should say this, that as an assertive type, um, I can get out there and do the
1: extroverted sexuality thing. But I guess what I had to discover about myself is that when it comes to, Like the one to one, the private doing of it. I mean, I've definitely had like extroverted, just fucking sex, but, but probably I'm having, um, if the chemistry is there, like if I'm really into somebody, then it's going to be introverted sex. And what I learned through, you know, this, all this revelation is that most people will go their whole lives without having any frame of reference for that experience. And whether, you want that or not it's kind of like the shock point of maybe experiencing like an inner depth experience of recognizing what your type is and like how that would fuck you up but like be in a good way uh depending on how you look at it and so like being energetically met by someone you're really into a lot of people feel like they'd want that but it's incredible but also terrifying because um there's an unknown factor in terms of being able to step over the ledge and and not know what's on the other side. And but you're going there with this other person that you're um energetically merging with. And so to throw that into sexuality, that's beyond an orgasm. That's beyond positions. That's beyond, you know, how big your dick is and and how wet somebody is, like I didn't know, I didn't understand that this was the this was what um women were reacting to with me is their energetic responses to me and the overwhelm that you know i just thought maybe it's like maybe i'm just like catching feelings too too soon or something but it's like it's not necessarily i'm not texting people too much or anything like that it's like that experience was a lot like in a sense that i didn't expect maybe it's like oh we're gonna have a one-night stand but i didn't expect this dude to get all up in my heart space you know like i didn't expect him to actually like seem to be, like uh Give a fuck about me? I thought he was an asshole, but he actually like, you know, like that weird thing of being met. But it's like, oh, maybe I want this, but it's like, ah, fuck, I don't. I'm not sure if I even not. I kept hearing, I'm not ready for this. I'm like, I didn't propose to you. I didn't ask you to be my girlfriend. (laughs) What are you talking about?
3: (laughs) We're just fucking.
1: (laughs) So I was approaching things in an extroverted way. I've been having one night stands, but the actual experience of what I was doing was introverted, which is like a mixed message of. I thought we were just going to hook up, but it didn't actually
2: turn out that way. So that's why nobody wanted to see me again. (laughs) And I I think, you know, I, I I would suspect that maybe, maybe it's not divided along, uh, male and female, but, but at least like the cultural attitude that males are encouraged to adopt is an extroverted one for sure. And I think that women may have more of a proclivity toward the introversion or a sensitivity to it, uh. But, you know, like off, you know, like that they may see that the dominant mode of the culture is this extroverted approach and adopt it for a while trying to make make kind of like what Emeka has been doing, like try to make it work on an introverted level. And so I think that, uh, you know, at least bringing these distinctions to sexuality is really important because like on the extrovert point of view, it's like it's like, are, are you hot and do you want to fuck, you know, which is like great. Like, that's fine, you know. Uh, but then like, what are the requirements for more of an introverted sexual experience and like, what do we need to be in touch with in ourselves to find, you know, to first of all, recognize what our template are, what we're, what we're needing to be met with is, and then how do we find what we want to be met with in the world? Mm
3: -hmm. And this is, this is like bringing up a lot of thoughts for me, uh, so it's making me realize that <clears throat> the, the men that like made me feel unsafe or like I wanted to leave or I was like not down with um it's almost like they were only on the body level and there was no spiritual mm-hmm. shit and like mm-hmm. I've had one night or well I've had like fuck bodies um where there was more of like a like an energy connection, so I think like it's totally possible, you know, like to do that, hmm. um, and it was good, I mean it was really fun, um but yeah, I think the issue I had with those men was they weren't showing up, and so I could feel that they were only on a body level, and like I don't stay on a body level, so hmm. it was very much like, a, I'm gonna go somewhere that you're not gonna go, so I'm just gonna keep myself from going there because like you're not meeting me there if that makes sense but then on the flip side um like when i did sex work men who only only one of my clients wasn't like this men would show up on an emotional and spiritual level with sex work because they're fucking paying for it so they're like i'm gonna get (laughs) <laughs> everything that's i really can. really
1: interesting do. What the yeah so, like,
3: i that's a part of why i enjoyed the sex work because i was like these men like showed up and they were there what you know? yeah only one man didn't do that oh. and then he uh refused to pay me so
0: <laughs> now they're not they're not getting it like with their
1: wife or whatever they're oh you know,
3: yeah mm. so i'm their outlet
1: that's yep. really fucking interesting you would think that yep. someone would be most uh compartmentalized with um, a sex worker that's hmm. yeah
3: that's why I felt like more safe with men who paid me
1: if you've made it this far you're digging this conversation and we want to know what you think so we want you to call the love line 323-696-0647 and let us know what you think Uh, and the next time we have this discussion that we will continue to have we'll include your comments on the call
3: and i think i said this to you john but it's shocking when you get into a good relationship with like good fucking you realize how many shit how many people are in shit relationships mm-hmm.
0: just like
3: yes. 90% of the population like i have so oh, many yeah. friends where i'm like mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: it's it's also like the the distinction on what i thought good sex meant because yep. mm-hmm. awesome. i i thought good sex meant you know you're comfortable with each other's bodies there's like a good physical chemistry and
3: you come
1: yeah you find the right rhythm with each other and you make each other come and but this is about the energetic you know like there's an energetic thing here that you want to get so into somebody that it's that's the thing that makes the sex good yeah and i just didn't get that you know one thing too about this is is
0: one thing you may be doing, for example, Emeka, is in these women where you kind of couldn't tell why they weren't coming back or whatever. Is you might have been calling up in their soul the masculine to penetrate you. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and that and they're not ready for it. You know what I mean? So that the, so that it's a real, you know, yin yang symbol intertwining. You know.
1: Uh, yeah. Cause it's both. Cause you know, I, I do have a lot of penetrative energy, but it's not, uh, it's not necessarily from a, uh, what's the word? It's, it's got both masculine, you know, that sexual instinct, or no. whatever is got both, uh, masculine and feminine. Cause it's like, I'm inviting you to meet me. And, um, yeah, I've always just had this, you know, energetic experience that people wanted to fuck me but they didn't actually want to to, to be there in that sort of space. And they were um, finding ways to avoid it, but still coming back. So I was just perplexed. Like, why do you want to do this again? I mean, because part, part of what you're
0: saying is you're like you're being affected by them in a sort of feminine way. Yes.
1: I'm definitely taking them in. Proceeding, Yeah i uh that's one of the reasons why I would always dread hooking up with something. I think I forgot to say this. I would dread hooking up with people, even though I, I would still do it because one, I didn't know how it would go, but I also knew that if I really was into this person that I couldn't just get them out of my system, I couldn't just like move on to the next person. so if we had the more times we had sex, the more I would need like months to get them out of my system. so it's like if it doesn't work, I'm going to be left stranded here to deal with what I've taken in. And so it's just kind of like a lot of anxiety and insecurity, like anxiety for me, you know, in terms of like mm-hmm. what's gonna happen, you know, like how's this gonna go? It's just a really important moment. Like I it feels yeah. like my life is building up to this, this act, this mm-hmm. I've okay. got everything yeah. coming down to this. And it's like, okay, you know, if I don't understand what your reaction means, like I'm just left wondering, you know, am I doing things well or not? And this is completely out of my hand is what I really realized. It's about the chemistry. It's about the energy.
2: Well, Nancy, you, you mentioned how uh Brian is a better lover than anybody you've ever had. Yeah. And, like, what elements are there besides his enormous dick? <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's just gigantic it's, dick. He can't even fit it in gigantic, his
2: pants. Yeah, gigantic horse dick.
3: <laughs> um, well, so... I think my experience is kind of um, it's almost like he's gentler. So I'm more of like a, like um, kind of touched my soul in a way mm. that men mm. haven't in sex or in in sex in anything else. Um, <laughs> so like, I don't relate so much to the intensity as I do to like, there's something that happens when we have sex that is like holy to be mm-hmm, to sound mm-hmm. kind of cheesy and dramatic I'm with you know. I'm with you yeah it's just like transcendent like i don't i don't um, like full
0: full acceptance
3: yeah yeah it is oh, and it's like both of us are just there for it and it's like mm-hmm. like I don't need to orgasm but I almost always do because he's really really good um but like I see colors like I don't even like see through my eyes anymore like Mm -hmm. it's literally like a spiritual experience and it's always fucking blue I always see blue Mm -hmm. um which is my favorite color um and there's just sort of like a sole acceptance of just love and wanting to be there and like n- there's no other place I'd rather be which is like that's saying a lot for a 3 yeah. you know like that's wow. that's a big yeah, deal
2: so so what what do you think it's in that's in Brian and in you that you meet that that in each other that you're able to bring that out or sh- or meet on that level
3: i think there's genuine um love but love isn't quite the right word it's Mm -hmm. it's like care Mm -hmm. there's just like in that moment we'd like die for each other Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm -hmm. like there's just like it's it's caring for each other um and like we're both in it and and there's no question Mm -hmm. there's no like do they feel this way about me we're both there like this is what we're this is
1: what it's all about
2: and I mean, Emeka, probably tracks with you, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I guess, what I realized is people might project that, <laughs> or from a distance, they might project that I'm an asshole or something uh, <laughs> enough to have a one night stand with, and then they'd be surprised that, oh shit, he's not—he's actually like here with me. And I, I've heard girls or women complain about guys doing the jackhammer porn thing, and. Uh, which doesn't make any sense to me because it's like you're, you're having sex with a human being, <laughs> so which who's having a reaction to you. So um, I think what I had experienced with one night stands is, is um, a lot of times people would expect me to treat them that way or to fuck them that way. I've actually had girls like asked to be um, like, uh, yeah, wanting me to fuck them <laughs> that way or just like, treat them worse (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is fine i mean if you're into that um and i'm more than happy to oblige but i can't i think uh there is a sense of i'm actually here with you and and i give a fuck about what your experience is with me and uh maybe that that's part of what's freaking people out like that's i didn't know that people didn't fuck that way so if you're actually attracted to
2: someone so like why would you (laughs) treat them like a fucking masturbation object (laughs) part of what i'm interested in getting at is like how like for somebody listening or whoever like how would we how would you prepare yourself for being in that space with somebody like how or to meet somebody that you could be in that space with because like you know we mentioned earlier like a lot of people are in fucking shitty relationships or they're like mm-hmm. in a relationship with somebody that they're really really just friends with you know <laughs> like right. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're so, yeah they're
3: just roommates
2: yeah yeah they're just really good friends or roommates uh or you know like and and most people are it's not i don't think it's just like this is available for anybody like i think you have right. to be uh you have to put some kind of work or intention in or preparedness and like and I also think that the person that I've been able to share this most with is for myself is like, I, there was like an instant, like thing, like there was an instant, it wasn't just attraction. It was like, what the, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. it felt like things were changing. And then when the time I, you know, I spent with, with Alexandra, it was just like, uh, you know, walls shaking kind of what the fuck is happening energy before we had any, we, we we were interacted physically at all it was just like there was a thing there but i think that it wasn't just that there was a strong thing like i think that you know both of us have a very introverted uh not just introverted is not the right word but just like a a strong energy and intentionality around meeting meeting another person sexually and that's listening primarily to the body because i think that that's a big thing is that people start to think Emotion, even emotionally is not always the right place to look no. at this because yeah. emotions are yeah. often so um, tainted can... by our object relations. Yeah. You know, like one of the, one of the big ways that object relations co-op both our social instinct and our sexual instinct is, oh, it's a new exciting person that I'm meeting, but oh, the same emotional dynamics from my childhood that are abusive and terrible. Yeah. So, you know, making something look new that's actually something old in disguise. And so the emotions can do that and the, the, the mind can start to make lists of like why this person should work and why we should work. And, you know, things are actually going to be great if it works. But the body is really like what, what is awakening first that can allow the heart and, and mind to meet on that kind of higher level. But if the body is not choosing, the body has to choose and it's not just being horny for somebody. It's like the body has to have a direct, sensate, sense, sensation-based, choosing, desiring, and, and and needing of a person. Body so, is the house
0: of the soul. Exactly.
2: Exactly.
3: Yeah. Yep. So, um, I think something that like started um, my journey towards understanding what you know, good sex and good relationships actually are is just masturbating. Because as a woman, especially, like, I don't know if men need this as much as um, sexually repressed women, but I didn't know what good felt like until I started masturbating. And, like, really, I'm talking, like, taking care of myself, like, fucking lighting candles, baths, like, like, (laughs) doing good oils, doing the thing. Yes. (laughs) Like, and like, like being like, all right, this evening is my date with myself and I am going to take care of myself the way I want someone to take care of me. And like, once you start doing that, I feel like you can start connecting with your body
2: Hmm.
3: better because Hmm. you're starting to take care of your body in Mm -hmm. a way that it wants to be taken care of. and Listening to it. Yeah. And so even if like you don't feel like you're in touch with your body, which I have a really hard time with being in touch with my body, getting to that level and in intimacy and like thanking it and taking care of it and really giving it what it needs on a sexual level, you can start doing that in actual real time with partners.
2: I'd so so, helped me a lot. I want to add though, uh and Nancy, correct me if if I'm wrong, but I you know, like I've helped uh women like coach them with sexuality too especially with from the point of view of blind spot and one of the things that uh feedback i've gotten that's been helpful is like to sort of as you're saying nancy like explore that energy in oneself and for oneself um part of that that's been useful is like is is women learning to find their own bodies sexy yes and definitely. like what i had uh, i had a friend. Um, like dance in front of a mirror, you know, and like even masturbate in front of a mirror and like, be like, it's like being able to not identify it from a mental point of view of like, oh, I have great legs or whatever, but like to just be able to receive one's own sexual energy, uh, I think then can make it like not, it's a force that can choose and a force that can know how to guide other partners and, and, you know, to receive it. It's like somebody learning how to be their own lover.
3: Yes. Yeah. And I'm telling you men giving you money for taking dick is a great way to learn how to find yourself sexy <laughs> because so they will pay a lot re- of money.
2: Big <laughs> hormone Enneagram recommendation. Sex work. Yes, Become a- <laughs>
3: absolutely. Become a sex worker in a safe way take care of yourself, you know, still a pandemic, but.
2: Sponsored by OnlyFans and NBA <laughs> and, uh, Yeah. (laughs) Pornhub.
3: Yeah. Yeah. If you You need any tips, you can contact me. I'm totally fine with that. (laughs)
1: You know, I've been I've been thinking about this in terms of like what happened in order to make this possible. Uh on one hand, like you can't just have one person who wants this. Like it's kind of a um incredible thing when two people want to meet people or to meet each other Mm -hmm. in that kind of way. But I don't think that this could have happened for me. Even six or seven years ago i
3: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think because um I mean it's been a journey for me because in my early twenties, I think everyone when they're young, you think this is what love is, and this is how relationships work, and so maybe my first relationship was that, and then I got into my whole phase where I was hooking up and getting into you know fucking not being met relationship dynamics and you sort of close down your heart and you think, Oh, I guess this is what, how people do relationships. So I've had plenty of that too. And then eventually I, I made a decision that I wanted to be in a serious relationship that was more like the relationship, the first relationship I had, which is like a full on heart thing. And which meant that I had to stop doing the hookup thing that I was doing because there's no way to just have, sex with people you just met that and and uh like you have to compartmentalize your compartmentalize your heart from that experience in order to just do that. And I was just not getting anywhere because I was I was having sex hooking up with people and then getting really hooked into them. And it was, you know, I I didn't I wasn't really connecting with them for real. So I was like, you know, if I want to get into a relationship, then I have to be honest about what I want and actually show up. And put it all on on, all on the line, and nothing happened immediately. But I think that orientation, I was getting more intense reactions as the years went on, and it's also reflecting getting involved with inner work in the enneagram because I think there's a there's a parallel between really showing up to yourself and your own inner dynamics and being able to show up for someone else. And I think it's interesting that within this group that that energy and that orientation to getting under the skin created this sort of inner depth vortex that me and John ended up in you know these incredible chemistries were there and I think the bedrock of that is this orientation to inner depth with yourself being present mm-hmm. with yourself means that you now have the capacity to show up in an open hearted way with someone that you're attracted to and i don't think this was possible unless I was already there. I was. I'm so like in myself and into like who I am, and I I see myself clearly. And I'm just like, here I am. It's kind of like there's a naked nakedness that I'm showing up with, which is pulling out a nakedness in her, and she's like freaking out that that's happening. Uh, So I, I think it takes a certain kind of person who is even open and willing to uh, be present to themselves, because you're not really going to. Be able to meet someone and be naked with someone else, uh, unless you're naked with yourself, and your partner has to be willing to do that also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what I think is is at the foundation of this being possible. It's like it is incredible and awesome, but it's also transformative, and there's like a series of deaths and rebirths that um, are because I mean this is the like you're really mixing in with someone on a soul level. Uh, this is not just sex anymore and uh, you're getting into someone on, on a soul level. And so there's a, a lot of risk there because you're going to lose parts of yourself and, and gain new parts, you know, and gonna be trans- it's going to be, it's going to be transformational and, but it's
2: also really vulnerable. And if you're not willing to do that, then
1: it's not going to happen.
2: <laughs> well, I, yeah. I think, I think you raise a lot of good points. And, you know, one of the things I think, at least from a male point of view, um like, you know men are really in the fucking dark about sexuality and cuz it's just like well you 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 pull on it and this happens you know <laughs> yeah. um and but you know and then there's like these little like memes in our culture like like ideas that float around that like oh maybe that's how I should be or approach things and and there's something you know like uh what come what's coming to mind a lot are these like fucking tantric workshops and like oh yeah <laughs> and there's like this this recent guy i listened to on a podcast who's like a he's like a total insane seven who's like totally checked out but he's pretending to be some kind of sex guru or something you know it's just and he you know like he's just an idiot but and i listen to his self-aggrandizing bullshit and and it's just like you can just get lost in these sort of pseudo-tantric ideas but there is something like one of the memes i'm talking about is like oh the the man who worships the goddess right (laughs) But there's something in that actually, like there's something about having a, a, a real genuine inner place and reverence for what you call like feminine energy and that, that there's a a willingness or an interest in being, um, surrendered to it and being Mm -hmm. like, like having a genuine offer, like, um, you know, for like what what the feminine energy brings, and but it's not cheesy. It's not put on. It's not this. I really like, you know, like I don't know. I'm wearing my f- like yoga pants, and you know, breathing through <laughs> one so nostril than this nostril. It's like to have like 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 Emeka, like what you're speaking to is like you tried a bunch of shit. It's not working. You're realizing what you really want versus what you can have easily. And how do I be open, willing, willing to to receive it? And how do I be real with myself about this is what I actually want? How do I be a little bit heartbroken about it? And uh, how do I wait and discern until somebody can meet me on that body level? And it doesn't mean we're not advocating like don't hook up or whatever. Uh, But it's like, just be just be knowledgeable about your own self and sexuality and body. And men, just as much as women have to get in touch with their own bodies about what what they're what they're attracted to what they're responding to because one of the things i i'm as a man surprised me to hear about time and time again from men and women is men might get into a relationship with a woman that they're they find physically or aesthetically attracted to but they're not like in that body sexual attracted level so they can fuck them they can have sex they can get excited by them but that kind of like my body craving this person level is not there. And so they can trick themselves into being with people that they feel so and so about on, on a certain energetic level. And because, every you know, the, the, you're, you're getting hard, you're fucking, you're doing all this kind of stuff. But but men also have to be aware of and, and understanding that attraction comes from the body. And it's not just getting erect. It's not just getting excited. But there's like yeah. a, another level.
1: And I, I need to say this because uh, this was a huge lesson for me. Is that there's a way that guys you know we operate visually for the most part, that you know I like tit to like ass, and she's got to have <laughs> this length of hair, and there's a way if you're watching porn, like I'm getting hard to this, so you have in your mind this is what I'm attracted to, and a lot of that does line up to what works sexually, but it's a completely different experience from the in person body to body arousal that actually happens. It doesn't necessarily line up and Um, I mean, there's certain things that always have to be there for me to be really into it, but there are also things that, um, surprised me, like in terms of, this is what I thought visually that I was into and it looks good and I'm attracted to it, but like actually trying to do it, like, it's not doing that amazing sexual, oh my God thing that I thought it was going to do like the mix of us together. And so I had to learn over the course of the last five years or whatever, trying to like get my shit together for, you know, show up the right way for a relationship is that a lot of what I think and is visually attractive to me and looks good on paper doesn't actually work sexually, you know, in the act with that person. And there's some kind of disconnect. Whereas when I allowed the chemistry to happen organically, and I just listened to what my body was responding to the most incredible chemistry I've ever had happened. And it didn't happen because I planned it, like, once I got out of my own way and showed up the way I wanted to be in a relationship and just listened to, just responded to what was there, that's when it happened. It didn't happen because I saw, you know, that would make a good partner for me, like, from a distance. It just happened because my body fucking did it. And... That's that's the thing that I is so incredible, and I know John, you had similar experience where it wasn't pre-planned. You didn't think beforehand. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna. No, it just your body responded to something incredible chemistry that was there, and you followed that. And that's I think the biggest lesson, if I could tell myself, a young twenty year old, is like stop strategizing about this shit. Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. just fucking listen to your body, and when it's there, you're gonna know it is palpable. It is strong. <laughs> This gets into that issue that came up, the thing that
0: came up with even in the oddly enough, the serial killer episode about integrating the feminine, because what you're talking about there is allowing, right? You're Mm -hmm. talking about stopping Mm -hmm. this masculine planning, Mm -hmm. looking, doing, da-da-da-da-da, all this shit that's external or whatever. And you're and you're now receiving. And that's really a piece too to me about that openness to you know the thing you're talking about with the reverence for the real reverence for the goddess you know what right. i mean is because right. you're actually ready to bow before her and receive that from her you know what right. i
2: mean right yeah. that's a great fucking point because like what that calls to mind is when i teach my friend my male friends to dance <laughs> um yeah you know what what and inevitably ends up happening with so many straight guys is they're really uncomfortable with accessing their pelvis. It's not in this performative thrust thing. It's like if they just have to like live in their pelvis and move it. And you know, like as if you if you as a straight guy, if you just like give into the music, you look ridiculous. You look like you're out of control, <laughs> and everybody's like, "Fuck mm-hmm. this!" Like, he looks mm-hmm. dumb. But if you're a yeah. straight guy and you want to dance, you have to have a feminine energy in you and a masculine energy holding yep. that feminine energy. So like, yep. yeah. you know, like your your head and maybe your shoulders are like in a certain kind of control and then moving your hips with intention and to the music. It's like, you have to have those both in you. And so, yeah, it's like the inner feminine, like men have to like, it, it, it sounds like it is the feminine. And yet at the same time, it's like that the experience of it is not like, sentimental or feminizing right. or whatever it is it actually you feel like you feel like like when you're like ha- like doing some kind of you know partner dance and you're you're leading your partner gently guiding your partner like that's real male energy and to have that in yourself you're not going to find your polarity at- externally unless you've got that in yourself
3: yeah mm-hmm. and i think i have a good amount of masculine energy as like a -hmm, self-pressed three. mm -hmm. So I think I also had to go through um, integrating my feminine to really get there because Mm. that's like when when I met Brian, like I kind of had started integrating my feminine like a little bit before that and like my kind of almost like maternal instincts and all that sort of started coming up. And then I met Brian and I was like, it all clicked. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I definitely relate to that
1: too. Yeah, this is, this is pushing into some interesting areas. And I, I feel like this is just scratching the surface on where we could go with this because this yeah. there's <laughs> a lot interesting here. Yeah. Shit. yeah, there's a lot going on here. At some point, I might
0: want to go into my spiel, but it's so multifaceted, and I'm going to get lost as a nine in my own story. It doesn't have to make it. On the,
2: doesn't have to make it on the episode, but I still want to hear it. I do, yeah, I want to hear. it. I do have to go for my seven yeah. o'clock thing. Yeah,
0: let's do okay. it on the next one because I want to do a whole yeah. spiel and see if that'd I can be cool. find okay. myself.
3: Yeah, I would yeah,
0: like that. That would yeah, cause be great. because I've got a
2: really fucking weird history, and it'd be yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, I want to do that. You don't yeah, say. I, and I think that I think that uh, people's feedback and discussion from this will be really interesting yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Cool. is it great all right yeah this yeah, this, this is great, is great. the I I best podcast <laughs>
3: <laughs> you should um you should also add a little snippet to tell people to call in um about their reactions to this and see if anybody does
2: yeah okay. that's a great idea for like like love line stuff like what are your impressions or what are you this yeah. stuff? try to keep yeah you know, be like try to keep mm-hmm. it try to keep it not too long but we want to hear about your stories like Right yeah. right that's a, I think people would be interested to talk about this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Adventures and in intimacy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. All
1: right.
2: All right. Bye. All right guys. Bye. Later. Bye.